Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Got a slam-packed episode for you today. Don't know I felt like saying that. You know, people just kind of rub off on you on how they do their intros and things that they say that you hear in YouTube and places like that. So it's kind of tricky sometimes. But welcome back. Hope you've been well. Today, we're going to be diving into the pointlessness of apologizing to the mob of cancel culture uh if you keep up with the news at all you've seen in recent weeks that cancel culture has only ramped up as surprise surprise everyone thought it would and we're seeing more and more how it's if you don't speak up when they when they when they come for other people then uh nobody's gonna speak up we're gonna be left so many people are getting canceled we're gonna be left with no one to speak up i mean i can quote that same quote of uh from i think the Holocaust, I don't remember who said it. Uh, you can correct me on that. I'm going to be super ignorant about it right now. But we can quote that till our ears bleed. But if nobody actually does anything, says anything about it, which is an interesting place I've found myself in taking pause at deciding how I want to take things on social media. Do I want to jump into the fray and be, I don't want to say combative, but, you know, just be kind of. Myself, as you as you know, would know me on this podcast, you know, be kind of boisterous, be outspoken. If I see something that's wacky or crazy, for for instance, today apparently, crazy news today. This is from Not the Bee, and if I remember, I will link what I can in the description. But if not, just uh, just Google it as a, or put a note in your phone to look it up because all this stuff is actually happening. But this basketball team in, like, uh, California, the high school basketball team, they took a yearbook picture, and like I've seen so many people do, in the moment that they want to snap a photo and they still want to show their beautiful smile, they plop off the mask, smile, take the picture, and put it back on. Five seconds, it's no different, ooh, it's no different than if you were to, I don't know, pull it down to... Pop a chip in your mouth or take a drink of something, which nobody bats an eye at. Oh no, no, no. If you're if you're eating or drinking, you know, by all means, pull it down, take it off for a second so you can do that and then put it back on. But God forbid you take a picture, photographic evidence of you without a mask on, not caring about the context of anything at all, and put it anywhere. So just the story is, and I mainly just read the headline. So I am guilty of being a headline reader, but the headline really tells you all you need to know is that uh, I'll go ahead and pull it up right now just to be accurate, right? Just to be better than better, you know, just to be better. But basically, so they, these boys want to take a picture for the yearbook. So they take off their masks. They're in their uniforms. They take a picture and apparently they get suspended Oh, is that just their Instagram? Okay. They get suspended from school because they were, I guess, on school grounds taking said picture. Oh, they're not. Oh, are they in the baseball team? No. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Baseball. I can't read. <laughs> the baseball team suspended over photos violating, violating COVID health orders. So they took the masks off, took the photo. And see, this is, this is what it's called giving the benefit of the doubt in that. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they were wearing masks and then for the photo, they just took them off. So, you know, it could look like a normal photo because there's nothing wrong with that. It takes just as long to take a bite of something, to take a drink of something. And I would say that over smiling is actually spreading more uh, COVID potentially. So 
<laughs> this photo was taken with the idea to commemorate and remember their, their senior season. Yep, sounds about right to me, said the parent who captured the photo. The boys were just trying to make their moms happy. Aren't we all just trying to make our moms happy? Well, it could be tough if your mom's a real Karen, if you know what I mean. And shout out to any good Karen moms out there. I'm sorry, that's not you. I'm talking about the the stereotype that has become Karen. So they suspended, this is again from not to be, this school literally suspended their varsity baseball team for two weeks for taking a photo without masks on. And I've heard more ridiculous stories like this in the last few days. Honestly, not even really trying to catch ridiculous stories like this, but it just happens. Like they're just, they're happening. They're coming across the face. Like if you haven't seen the video of the viral lady who was in a drive through line getting a drink and the guy opens up, says, oh, I noticed you don't have a mask. I, I could give you one if you need one. She says, no, like I just need my drink. And he goes, no, well, I, I need you to ha- be wearing a mask. And she goes, wait a minute. So you can hand me a mask to then put on my face and then hand me my drink, but you can't just hand me my drink if I don't have a mask on. First of all, you're in the drive through You don't need a mask, you psychopaths. It's people like that. Or it's uh, another story about, uh, I don't remember what town it was in, but it was a parent and her 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 handicapped child she had some like several palsy or something like that but like a severe version like she's a quadriplegic in a wheelchair right and goes and so thus being that and she's nonverbal she is exempt from the mask mandate order as uh yes because there are exemptions because there needs to be right so she goes into whole foods and mom's wearing a mask and it was like an assistant manager was like you need to put a mask on her and she was like no this is and she cited the law or the area in the order that that was the exemption. She said because of this exemption and this, you know, subsection whatever of of the mask mandate, she is exempt. She does not need to wear a mask. Plus, we've tried putting a mask on her. She just rips it off. This is her situation. She's severely handicapped quadriplegic and you're and you're serious and she's a child too at that. And they and the assistant manager kicked him out of the store. Said, well, you can't be here. You're going to need to leave. Bye-bye. And so they left. And fortunately, they followed up. And they called the... They ended up getting a hold. So when they called, they got the same assistant manager. So then they asked for a supervisor. Supervisor came back and was like, whoa, that was wrong. We'll take care of it. You were right. But just... the <laughs> I sit back and go, is everyone losing their minds? Apparently, the answer is a lot of people are. Yes, a lot of people are. I don't know if it's drunk with power. I don't know if it's the over-politicization of mask wearing. I don't know what it is. Uh, and on, But this is, this is crazy. Okay, so let's finish this original story to backtrack. So they suspended them for two weeks. First of all, we're not going to get into this today. I think I, I, I honestly still don't completely understand suspensions as a form of punishment because bad kids usually don't want to be in school and so you send them away from school now and that's not to say oh you're stuck in your room or like i don't know it, unless you have like parents like mine who if i got suspended i would be like working 40 40 hours like working all night and day and have probably have no internet tv phone or anything so i'd basically be like oh yeah we're you're gonna work for us because well, my dad owns his own business so you know i work for him day and night do a bunch of projects like i would not be sitting on my rear but anyways the pictures were taken in january as part of a two decade 20 years tradition for varsity older than these kids 
for varsity seniors on the baseball team take a photo together for the yearbook. The moms of the athletes organized the photo op, which ended up on social media. The Burbank Unified School District saw the picture and punished the players for violating COVID-19 safety protocols, not wearing masks, and not following proper social distancing. Okay, that's right. So if you, you haven't seen this yet or right now, you will in the future. They're basically sitting in front of the sign and they're next next to each other. Now, here's here's a kooky thing, right? They're allowed to get out there and play and practice and get all sweaty. And, and, and baseball, you are actually spread out on the field, but you are like you're sitting in the dugout together. And I'm sure they probably, being in California, they probably have to wear masks and, um, you know, four masks or whatever while they're in the dugout because the more masks, the better. Uh, but they saw that. So it's a two-decade tradition. <laughs> I love this. The friggin' moms organized it. They're young, healthy high school athletes. They're fine, Karen. They're absolutely fine. Yes, they are. The district and board members decided, or they tried to cancel the whole varsity season as a result of the pictures? Oh my gosh. This is according to Rory Freck, a senior on the team. But our athletic director and coach fought for us, and they compromised on a two-week suspension. Hold the phone. You take a picture saying, hey, baseball season around the corner. We're doing this thing that we've always done. We take our masks off for this picture. We sit close together. It's fine. It's one picture. And to cite the, to cite the actual um, article, yes, they're young, healthy high school athletes. Athletes are some of the most healthiest people you're going to be because they're so active and you have to stay healthy. I mean, honestly, being an athlete is the one thing that like kept me from smoking. I'm not even going to get to the main story today. If I if I keep up at this rate, I'm totally derailed. <laughs> Just trying to do a little intro segment about some stupid news. <laughs> oh my gosh! But no, seriously, they do this. They're they're like being an athlete kept me from smoking, kept me from drinking, kept me doing that stuff because I was like, no, no. If I want to be at the top of my game, I have to take care of my body in such a way. And I mean, now everyone's not that way. Let's be honest here. But uh, this is. So not only, so the suspension part was a, was a compromised position. A two week suspension was a compromise. Now sitting back and thinking about the fact that it, oh, it was two weeks. So that was probably like the whole, that was probably, you know, oh, mandatory quarantine because you broke their protocols. Uh, I, I just, I, I can't sit back and not say this anymore. Yes. Masks help. No masks. Stop. I said that in a bit of a caveman-like way. Yes, masks help slow the spread. No, they do not stop the spread or fully prevent the spread or social distancing. Oh, last but not least, I don't know if you got this from this yet, but they are outside. And when you are outside, guess what? If I'm outside and I'm socially distanced, I'm not wearing a mask unless it's a big crowd, but still probably not wearing a mask. If I'm outside by myself, I'm definitely not wearing a mask. The mask is probably in the car because I'm probably on a walk in the park. But, you know, that's the same conversation we've all been having. I'm not trying to belabor that too much. This is this is so wild. They straight up tried to cancel the whole season. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine taking a picture? You go back to high school. You take a picture. And the school board is like, we're canceling the whole season. I'm sorry, but some there are a lot of people in positions like this and positions of that are absolutely nonsensical and have completely and totally lost their mind with this pandemic. Like, I don't know if it's, they've come up with nothing better to do or it's the classic kind of dystopian like, hey, they're gonna they're gonna see. I, I honestly think it's a control thing. Like, they're gonna see what they can get away with, right? Like. 
that's that's part of me where it's like you know when you have a crisis like this in the governments where you hear certain things like temporarily suspended rights and i'm like well, excuse temporarily you don't suspend my rights no 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 that's not a thing you are here to ensure my rights not take them away because my rights are rights meaning they're inherent to me whether you are here or not we put you in place as the government is what i'm talking about to secure my rights like you are my bodyguard you're not, you're not my jailer. You know, oh, I'll give you yard time when I want to give you yard time. No, 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 no. You go where I go, and you make sure that nothing bad happens to me. You know, infringed upon my rights, and you make sure I can exercise my rights. And uh, but yeah, that's that's a whole different conversation. What we come here to talk about? Oh yeah, cancel culture and don't not apologizing to. The mob. That's what we came here to really do. So let's let's jump into that. But that was that was a stupid news. Um, I I wish I wish I was making this up. Like at this point, if you're a satire site like Babylon B, like headlines get written for you, and it actually ends up on not the B because it's freaking <laughs> real news. It's real news. I don't even know what to say anymore. It's and and I love to. I I, I one last thing. I want to read you the full headline because it's hilarious. It's not just they, – they, they definitely put a little opinion in there. So stupid, exclamation point. Burbank, California high school varsity basketball, baseball team suspended for going maskless in yearbook photo. Love it. I love it. Just that little front. So stupid. And the tags in it are baseball, just stop, and charm and soft. This is why I love the Babylon Bee and why they've honestly blown up because they do a whole freaking great job. And now you have, you know, Not the Bee, which is their sister site. It's just incredible. But honestly, if you want to see some ridiculous news, you need to uh, – the Babylon Bee, they have a podcast now too. And they do like a weird news segment and uh, uh, and, and it's really, really great actually. They had a whole story about a, how a, a, a fighting rooster killed its owner because <laughs> – Stabbed its owner with a knife. Um, I'll let you go explore that one for yourself. Man, I'd opened a new tab, but oh well. Here we go. So, cancel culture. What I've noticed, you know, it's ramped up a lot. We've seen the Dr. Seuss stuff, which, by the way, I haven't looked super hard, but I want to. I want to know specifically what the pages are. I saw one where it was like, oh, this is the drawing of the Asian man, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably insensitive. Uh, but I think there's a whole debate to be over that. If you want to go look on Amazon. His books are like, or the books that are going out of circulation are like five hundred to a thousand dollars. So good luck. eBay pulled them, uh, which was whack. So psychotic and crazy. But you see one of two. When it comes to cancel culture, we see one of two things happen. You see people, very few. You see usually conservative or conservative friendly. You'll see these people stand up to the mob because you, in general, a lot of times these cancellations are based on not real offenses. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. And uh, a lot of times, like, they, they're really non-starters. It's people, it's just the mob being a bully. Like, the mob is a bully. Cancel culture is a bully. We're actually, I love how, like, you know, everyone's so anti-bullying. But look at what cancel culture is and our culture at large is right now. It's bullying. It's tattletaling and bullying. It's like the combination. Normally, the tattletale was with a kid who got bullied because he was a little wimpy kid. But now, it's the bully who is also the tattletale. And it's it's like, like the tattletale and the bully have teamed up. And the tattletale's like, bully's like, hey, I won't, I won't bully you if you don't tell on me. But 
I'm going to go bully these other people, but you can tell on them first. And so then I can bully them and it's justified. And Tattletail's like, yeah, cool. Sounds great. Let's go do it. And, and that's, that's what we're living in. And so it's a little ironic because I'm just sitting here thinking about it going, you know, I thought we were supposed to be anti-bullying. I'm like, so I thought we we're supposed to be about giving grace, about giving redemption, showing mercy, because guess what? People are going to say dumb things. People are going to do dumb things. It doesn't mean their lives or careers should be over or ruined forever. Now, if you do something, you know, if you murder someone, then yeah, <laughs> different story. But if you, you know, if you just say something dumb, for example, best example I can think of right now that's super relevant is you had uh, Myers Leonard on Twitch make a uh, anti-Semitic slur, an anti-Jewish slur, and just go watch the clip of what he said. And this is him saying something extremely dumb. And this is another episode I'm going to do about video game culture, so I'm not going to get into it too deep. But he said something dumb. He's come out since apologized, and, like, he's trying to, like, fix his wrong. However, I don't know how far it needs to get taken outside of, like, oh, I see, I screwed up. That That's bad. I won't do that again, and I'll try and course correct. Right? A lot of times, that's all you really need. It's like, hey, I said something dumb. My bad. And we move on, right? Because we all say something dumb. It's not necessarily indicative of some inner bigotry that you try and mask, and it managed to seep its way through in this one a moment of weakness and this is who you truly are and I'm like wow that is some serious judgment going on there uh I I bet you you don't want to be judged by the same metric that you're throwing that judgment but the biggest the biggest thing I see and the realization that I've come to is there's no point in apologizing to the mob because you still get canceled anyways and I mean, there's few people that I, I, that have really seen redemption, but by and large, you have some it, it, like irrevocable damage. Like there is some damage done that is permanent, right? You might kind of bounce back, but it's not necessarily like stupid thing happens, you get in trouble for it, and then you're like, all right, you served your you served your time, back to normal, right? No, it's like now you forever sit. You know, you 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 now. It's not like you get in trouble in class and by and you know you get sent to the principal's office and you get a talking to and it's like all right go back to class. It's like all right now. It's like no no you don't get to go back to class. Like you have to wear the dunce hat the rest of the day. Like you have to for you know scarlet letter style right. Like you have to. We're gonna put a letter on your. We're gonna put a little letter indicating that you're a liar. <laughs> that you're I don't know whatever. This is this is not super well thought out. So you just have to bear with me. But I think you get the picture right. Like forever changed in some way shape or form or like oh you now have to write with your left hand you can't use your right hand anymore because you said because you talked back to the teacher and it's crazy so the the stories that i'm talking about well i've got one where it's an attempted cancellation where we stood up and then most of the other ones are they bend over and uh and guess what? They still get canceled. Like, uh, honestly, like, I would love to know what you think on this matter, which, uh, so make sure to send an email or text to the show. It's ramblingviking at gmail.com or it's 580-789-9258. You can text us. But at least recently, that's what I see more and more of. And I don't know why I'm, I never had this revelation before. I mean, I all kind of knew it. Like, don't bow to the mob. I've always been in that mindset. Like, don't bow to the mob because it's, but I never thought that process through of like don't battle a mob because 
there, there's still no mercy, right? You get called to apologize, which is kind of totally defeats the point of apologizing, of doing this, doing whatever. Because it's really sneaky, though, because they they say, oh, it's, you know, it's under the guise of you did something wrong. You need to apologize. And naturally, people say, hey, you're right. Maybe I did do something wrong. And so I will apologize because I feel bad, you know, because nobody nobody wants to be hated. No one wants to be demonized. Nobody wants to offend other people. Nobody, you know, re- re- like truly, we want to get along with everybody. We want to be amicable. We want to have friends. We want people to like us. Not everyone's going to like us. And that's a hard truth to swallow, especially someone like me who loves being a people pleaser. But they, you know, that's what you always hear is like, oh, we you know, you were wrong, you need to apologize. And so naturally our human response says, okay, I apologize. And instead of saying, ah, you have made it right. You have made, you have, you have provided recompense for your, like for your wrongdoing. So we will forgive you and move. You can move on with your life. Do better next time. It is, aha, you've apologized. One of two things happen. Well, first of all, you don't, they don't say go back to your normal life. They, they try and strip you of your career. So you need to be fired. And then a lot of times you get that apology wasn't good enough. I don't believe it. It wasn't genuine enough. It, it didn't talk about this specific thing. And so then you realize, ah, they're trying to turn me into a parrot for what they believe, what they want me to believe and say. And it's also a game of control saying, hey, if we come at you like this and threaten you, threaten your livelihood and things, will you, will they, will they bend to our will? And then if they bend to our will, can we do it again? For example, in, in, with, with dogs, right? You don't want to reward bad behavior. So if your dog jumps on you and you're like, hey, get down and they don't really get down, but you, but you kind of out of reflex pet them you don't realize it but you're actually reinforcing that behavior because guess what they jump on you and they may know they shouldn't jump on you but they know when they do jump on you you ultimately give them pets and so it's like if you can you know maybe whatever your punishment is you know bop them on the nose be like no get down tell them to sit do whatever wait until they do your command then then they'll eventually learn that I don't get pets until I sit, so I'm going to sit. I'm being excited. I'm going to do this. I mean, it's just, it just it's the nature of the beast. Same way, same thing here, right? They come at you, and a lot of times, wrongly, the cancel mob comes after you. I mean, most of the time, honestly. What people are getting canceled for nowadays is just completely stupid, for the most part. And so they, they come after you. And you say, oh, I'm so sorry. And then it's almost like they're drunk with power and they're like, you're sorry? Well, not sorry enough. Too bad. It's like the classic moment where, you know, the villain tries to strike a deal with the hero and then the villain double crosses the hero and the villain's like, what? I'm a villain. Why would you believe believe me? I lied. I have no morals in that sense. I don't care about lying and cheating. So I'm going to do that. So you had to, but you put your, you're an honest man. I know you're an honest man. So I played to you being an honest man and then played you ultimately. And that's really what this is like because so most top of mind example is we'll get into these. So if you don't follow the bachelor like me, good for you. The only reason that you've maybe come into the fray of understanding the bachelor at all is, uh, due to the quote unquote, and I'm, and I'm using quote series like, because it's ridiculous controversy around it. Uh, if you're not up to speed with the controversy, go look it up. I, I, I don't have like a go-to article for this. So, but you'd look it up and it'll, it'll all come to fruition. Right. So <clears throat> quick synopsis is the controversy is, so basically it's the first ever black bachelor, which 
honestly kind of surprises me that, you know, the show's been around for like 20 years and there hasn't been a Black Bachelor. Um, kind of surprising. I don't think it has anything to do with racism. I think it just how things play out. I mean, it is Hollywood, though, and Hollywood is notoriously racist because they have to look at you to fit a certain look to fit a certain character of what they're looking for. So, like, Hollywood is notoriously the most shallow thing ever. Like, think about it, right? Like, if you want to be an orc in Lord of the Rings, you need to be an ugly dude with, like, a bad nose. And... So, so they have to do less makeup. You don't want to be a striking, good-looking guy. And, like, they look for certain heights. And, uh, you know, if you're trying to play a, a Mexican drug lord, guess what? You probably need, like, a Hispanic-looking guy. You're not going to use a Canadian guy, like the most Canadian guy, unless you can really, really play play the role. So, uh, yeah, there's... There's that, right? So the Bachelor, first first Black Bachelor, and uh, that's not really the point of story, but basically, and the show's been over now, but it's airing because, you know, it's all pre-recorded. Well, one of the contestants, and one of the contestants who made it deep, Rachel, she apparently a few years ago, like in 2018, went on, she went, she was in a sorority, or she went to a frat date party, and she's from Georgia, and guess what? They had it on a southern plantation, and it, or former plantation, I should say, but... They, they had it at some big venue that was plantation style, and it was an antebellum-themed party. So guess what? Uh, which, by the way, I learned that antebellum meant uh, p- after the war, <laughs> south. So actually would have been post-slavery. But basically, and so, and so it's that, right? Well, s- photos surfaced from that party, and people started calling her racist. And you did a racist thing, and you need to apologize. And she, I believe she apologized, and she came out, but she was like, also, like, that's not, you know, she felt bad. Well, then, the host, who's also, like, a one of the producers of the show, has been around for forever, he is a white guy, because... In this, in the context of the story, race matters. I'm pretty over uh, how quickly everyone talks about their race, though, or race in any situation. I'm super over it in general. But it unfortunately plays a part. So they claim, you know, she did a racist thing, uh, which she did nothing of the sort. There was no sort of weird costume thing pointing to the fact, pointing to like, oh, you're a slave or anything. Like it was just a like antebellum theme, which is an actual time period. Uh, now I think what people were saying was because that was directly related to a time when, uh, those people owned slaves, then, you know, it was wrong and racist, which leads me to the thought of, oh, if we can't, if we can't, do a a theme to like a party or for something from a a time period in which those people from that time period who dress like that own slaves or just, you know, slavery was still a thing in, in that time period. Then we literally can't dress up. (laughs) We can't dress up like anything, honestly, like before 1900, even then there was still rampant racism. Slavery was not actually, we still can't dress up like certain cultures because there's still racism in parts or racism, slavery in parts of the world. So, which is my first thought. And I'm like, yeah, when you, I mean, it, it makes sense. It follows the reasoning, right? If that's your reasoning, I get that one is more closely tied to it, but I was just like, we can't do any time period ever. You can't dress up as ancient Romans. You want to talk about serious slavery? Freaking everyone had slaves. Greeks, whatever. And toga parties were, I mean, back in the day, were, the, were like the college stereotype, right? Like toga party, you dress up like that. Cleopatra, whatever. I bet Cleopatra had a crap ton of slaves. And so that's my first thought in it, right? But Chris Harrison, he then comes forward 
And he's doing an interview with some random, you know, Hollywood gossip type news program that I don't care about. And he, he says this, he says, I can't speak. Look, this isn't a quote. This is hardcore paraphrasing. Cause it's been like a week since I read the article, but the story's still alive and strong. He comes out and basically says, Hey, maybe we should, um, give her some grace, give her some mercy and like kind of give her the benefit of the doubt that there was no bad intent, even if this was a bad move. So he wasn't even coming out and saying like, look, she didn't do anything wrong. This is silly. This is a non-controversy, a non-starter. This is just people being bullies. He was like, look, I can't speak to the specifics of it necessarily. And, but I'm just saying maybe we shouldn't be so quick to judge her and try and condemn her judge, jury and executioner. Well, the mob heard that. And then they turned their sights on him for perpetuating her racism by saying she deserved grace, which then this led to him coming out, him apologizing, and then him basically taking a leave of absence from the show and actually being like, look, so they already filmed like 95% of it. And, and then him being like, look, I'm going to step back from being the host. And actually for the, for the last couple episodes that still have to be filmed, I'm not going to be the host. And they went out and got Emmanuel. I don't know if it's Acho or Akko. Uh, I know he's a contributor. I've only ever seen him in like the football realm of Fox Sports. But I guess he has a YouTube channel of like conversations with the black man. It's about confronting racism. I don't know much about his personal political views. But they have him. So And he's a black guy, right? And so they have... So he's coming to replace him. I'm not saying anything about that move necessarily. But for being... Quote unquote, for, and, and this is a term I'm coining here for the situation, racist adjacent, you are being fully canceled. And he's apologized like once or twice since then. Then the girl who came out and interviewed him said, like, was, was calling for his apology as well, saying like, look, I, that was basically claiming some sort of like emotional trauma from having to hear that and be, <laughs> be a party to, to, to that sort of speech. And I was like, oh my Gosh, we've lost our minds. So then, now, it seems that Chris Harrison's job is still intact for what it is. And this could be a situation where, guess what, he could still come back. He's probably going to have to make like four more statements on some a bunch of bullcrap um, about a nothing story, which is annoying. But it's like he did all the right moves and he's still like having to step away and, and, and they always, you know, I have to step away and, and reeducate and face my whatever, you know, my, my inner bigotry or whatever, you know, to figure out where I was wrong. And, and really I need to listen, open up and listen to the black community or this community, whatever community you offended. And sometimes it's valid to do those sort of things in when you have actually done something wrong, but when you have literally done nothing wrong. And this is where I'm like, People really need to start waking up to cancel culture more than we are. And I think people are, but like it really, and it's time we are, we are at a critical point where it's like, it's, it's no longer, you can sit on the sidelines because guess what? They're eventually going to come for you. Like, I'm just, I know I'm, I've, I'm, I'm a little bombastic or I'm just outspoken, opinionated, whatever you want to call me. So I know I'm destined. If I ever get into any sort of limelight, I'm destined to try and get, canceled or maybe successfully canceled like some people have well then when i say canceled it means like you're you i don't know it's 
there's attempted cancellations and there are cancellations where it's like you get fired, you lose your stuff, but then you kind of just do end up doing your own thing and it kind of works in your favor. And that was the next one I was going to talk about was Gina Carano. But yeah, that's the psychotic story around the bachelor. Uh, in my personal opinion, a very dumb show and dumb concept that's degrading the culture, but that's just me, but a total non story. And it's just like, I don't know. I look at it and say, okay, if he hadn't apologized or just hadn't said anything, what would have happened? He probably still would have at least, at least haven't taken a leave of absence because the network would have pressured him to do so. Uh, who knows? Maybe he could have got fired. I don't know. I don't know how, like, he's been around the whole time. He's one of the main dudes. He's one of the main producers. And I'm, But nowadays, like, companies are still so just blindly risk-averse that they will bow to this in a heartbeat and be like, yeah, we'll fire whoever you need to. It's no problem. We'll just get rid of them. And which is a perfect segue for the next one I was going to talk about, which was uh, Gina Carano. If you haven't heard about this one, you should. This one, though, is what I would call a success story. Now, she's she's not even that like controversial. She's more just kind of an outspoken conservative for the most part. But she's actually a really good person. I would go watch her Sunday special with Ben Shapiro. It's funny, the character she, she comes across as in, in The Mandalorian is not really her real-life personality. And I was a little disappointed in that. But also, I realized that like when she did this, it was still fresh. Like It was like the week of her cancellation. So she gets canceled by Disney, which it sounds like Disney was just basically waiting for the day that they could. She gets canceled ultimately. And they cite a number of different things, but it's whatever, right? Now she doesn't apologize, at least to my knowledge. She doesn't apologize for the, well, I guess the things that they tried to get her in trouble for, she gets fired, not just by like Lucasfilms and Disney. She gets dropped by her talent agency. She gets dropped by like everybody leaves. Now that's Hollywood for you. Everyone's a coward and everyone will drop you in the, at the, any, any sign of if they think they're at risk because people ultimately cover, cover their own butts. So yeah, you know, you know how that goes, right? They ultimately just worry about themselves. Uh, and sadly, I think that's, you know, a lot of us when it comes down to it, our decisions will just revolve around our survival and that's kind of instinctual but yeah so she she now she doesn't apologize um and now she's going to be producing and starring in her own film for the first time and working with the daily wire and so she's bounced back and actually has been freed from the chains of 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 the leftist woke hollywood sphere where she has to worry about what she says and now she can speak openly and freely and she did not apologize. She stood up to the mob and you know what happens now we're maybe a couple weeks removed from that, right? You don't really hear about her much anymore. It, it moves on. And every time you see someone just kind of stand up to the mob or not, at least not bow to the mob, what usually happens is, yeah, and there could be some still real life blowback, but a lot of times it just kind of dies down. It, it If you can get through the, the firestorm that is, the mob for, you know, say a few days or a week, depending on how big of a deal it is, you come out on the other side. Okay. In general versus a lot of times when you apologize, guess what? Now they come back on your apology. Now they come back on this and they just keep beating you. It's like, they don't, they don't stop at one punch. They get you on the ground and they ground and pound. But it's like, look, if you manage to, you know, take the punch and stay standing they move on to the next person because they're only interested in people that are obviously weaker than them and that will battle that they want to do that they can knock down in one punch. If they can't knock you down in one punch, then guess what? You survive. Uh, this one's gotten a lot more foggy after uh, on my brain. So 
It was this country star, and he was like drunk in his house one night, and he apparently said the N-word. Uh, but I think he might have been singing a song drunkenly. And that's a whole other podcast in and of itself, is the fact that like the N-word is the the weirdest situation to me because it's well, it's derogatory turned positive, but still derogatory if you're a certain race and in saying it. But but also context means absolutely nothing and so even though it's in all this pop rap culture and in a lot of the popular songs that everyone listens to it's like you need to self-censor yourself because even when you are quoting but when we're doing it in the form of like a documentary a historical context so i always think of django unchained right all the white people who use the the actual n-word and in the in the original intent uh, they don't get canceled but i guess the the context is clear and obvious it's a whole thing like any it, it should be a red flag if you can literally, and I'm not going to do this because I'm on the fence about whether I just do this or not, but you just utter a word and it can be in a vacuum and you can be canceled for that, attacked for that, called a racist for that because you said a word, right? And that's not true with other slurs while it's still kind of like when you hear a slur or something like that you're like oh like it just makes you kind of curl up and you're like oh i don't like that i don't like that right it that one is like you could say it in a vacuum and a lot of people see it within their rights to punch you in the face and like of just like uttering a word or saying like this is this word i could say i could be talking to someone who has no idea about this whole situation and i could say don't say bleep and say the word. The fact that I'm sitting here having to say bleep, right? Don't say bleep. It's a bad word. It is a, you know, it is not okay. It's only acceptable, basically, if you're black. And uh, no, that's the rule. It's only, it's only acceptable in that situation. Or if you're starring in a Civil War film or Civil War era film. And I could get canceled. There was actually a professor. I don't remember the story. There was like a professor who was asking about the context. And he said the word out loud. And the people came after him. And he was like, no, 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 you don't understand. I was trying to make a point, make a case. Like he was basically saying that I'm pretty sure he was basically saying, don't say this, like, or this is bad. And people just heard the word. And it's, I mean, but going back to my first story from not the B, it's like people have already lost their mind. So that's kind of mild behavior at this point, but we're not going to talk about that story because I don't remember enough. Uh, here's another one. So this one. I hate hearing stories about kids like in high school who have to then like leave their school transfer because if you think about when you were in high school, going back to high school and they, and, and imagine being uprooted and being completely demonized and like you have a whole big press story and then you go by Jane Doe publicly because you just for privacy reasons, right? And how much would that rock your world? Because in high school, your whole world is high school. That's all you know. You're not out in the real world yet. You, Your horizons haven't expanded. So you are in a bubble in a lot of ways. Now, less so now than 15 years ago because of internet and smartphones and stuff like that. But still, you are within a bubble, right? Like things in high school matter when you're in high school. You know, you, you know, your prom matters. Your, your, all your sports seasons matter. Like it's, it's like they, they really, really matter. And then, you know, you get 10 years removed and you're like, I mean, it mattered at the time, so it does matter, but how much does it matter now? Like, and it's a whole balancing act, right? Or you just realize like how, how small of a moment it it all was and how it actually like you being in high school and your sports doesn't matter to me being outside of high school and totally removed. But 
it does matter to you. It doesn't matter to me, right? It's kind of the context of it all. Well, this Jane Doe high schooler, she had uh, she had been accused by a fellow student of standing up in the middle of class yelling, black lives don't matter, in the middle of class. And then, now that's a pretty uh, brutal accusation. And some of the details around this one are... <sighs> So the student accused her was black. She's white. I'm pretty sure. I think she has like a blue lives matter, like because her uncle's a cop or something on her computer. And she's kind of basically at least we'll say this conservative adjacent. She's still a kid. So I'm not going to pin her too hard to one side or the other. And this student accused her of that. Now, first and foremost, to stand up in the middle of class and say that. And I think she said it was directed at her too, right? And this rumor ended up spreading for like a week before Jane Doe found out about it. Before she found out about it. And so basically everyone had been talking about it. And then she finally hears about it and she's like, what's going on? And, you know, it gets turned into this whole thing. She's called in the office several times. And the first time she's just, the office just sits back, like the principal and the counselor just sit back as the accuser just berates her and hurls accusations. And the girl just ends up, excuse me, the girl just ends up sitting there and just crying. And you're like, whoa, what? And like, and then at the end of it all, the principal and the counselor say, I think this is a great conversation. And they send them on their way. So basically it's like the accuser got free, free reign, got like free shot at her and just got to, and it was like an hour long conversation or something. Um, but I heard about this on the Megan Kelly podcast. She was on the Megan Kelly podcast. You can go check that episode. I'll see if I can remember to link it in the show notes, but we'll see. And it's actually a pretty, it's a crazy story, the entire thing, but let's get into the details of like the fact that this girl, she hasn't apologized or anything. She, because she actually didn't do this. This is just a blatantly false accusation. She, but her life has effectively been destroyed in a lot of ways. And like, she's now, she's had to get a lawyer and her and her family are like fighting with the school now. And and because that's how this bully of cancel culture, the school is terrified to say anything uh, against the, the, this black girl's story, the accuser's story, because they will ultimately, they know that there was a mob sitting there waiting, watching, listening waiting for something like that to happen and then they will just get they will just get destroyed basically or attempted to like the mob will come out and will attack them with everything they've got and so to their credit they at least know like hey this is this is is a hot button here this is a hot stove we don't want to touch it but (laughs) it's it's like we're just going to leave this hot stove on. We're not going to turn the knob off and turn the hot stove off because, you know, we don't want to just we don't want to set because we're too scared of it to reach over the hot stove to turn the knob to turn the stove off. So we'll just sit here and risk and take the risk of our house burning down. But two things are crazy about this. So she she makes the accusation, starts spreading that rumor, it goes around. And this class I mean, it just happened, right? First of all, there's like, I don't know, 20, uh, let's assume there's 20 kids in this class, right? There's 20 witnesses that can corroborate one st- the story one way or another. Even if not everyone says the same story, guess what? You should have enough people to sit there and be like, oh yeah, she said that. Oh yeah, no, she didn't say that. Secondly, they, they have the option, the students have the option of going virtual. Uh, 
So every class is recorded via Zoom, meaning not only do we have plenty of witnesses to corroborate whether the story is true or not, you could just check the tape and say, did this happen? Because they know exactly, they know, the, they know the day, they know what classroom, they know the hour, they know everything about it. And strangely, the school, instead of being like, all right, let's check the tape. No, this didn't happen. You're a liar. Why are you lying about this? Why do you hate her? You're just trying to attack her personally. Now, apparently, too, this girl had a history of, she had a history of um, always being racially charged, I guess. Like, always, <laughs> Jane, Jane Doe puts it so eloquently. I love the way she's, and, and I think this honestly gives us the best picture of, of how this girl has a history of acting. She goes, um, not acting like on screen, but like how how she acts as a person or behavior, I should say, is Jane Doe talks about her accuser and says, yeah, she's and this is her words. And so it's like it's I'll say it's a rough analogy, but it's funny and it does get the point across. So it works. <laughs> she goes, yeah, she's she kind she's the kind of person who if she's like struggling with something in math class, she'll just say that the teacher is racist and not wanting to teach her as good as the other kids. And so being the teacher's being racist against her because she doesn't get it. And <laughs> I just sat back and chuckled at that. I was like, that's kind of funny. But at the same time, it's like, Oh, I see what you mean now. I now understand the situation. And the school apparently knows about this too. Well, then they have a second meeting with just Jane Doe, no accuser and like five administrative people in the school. And they tell her, they call her out of class and they like, they, they say, Hey, you can't bring your phone. You can't bring anything at this point. This is when they do have a lawyer. Um, they've contacted a lawyer and like, they're, they're, they're starting to realize like the school's not actually going to do anything about this. We're gonna have to take matters to our own hands. And they go in there and they basically just trying to get her to admit she is racist and this is wrong. And she did that. And she's just perpetuating white supremacy, blah, blah. And like, just rail on her and berate her. Like, four or five adults versus this, I don't know how old she is, 16, 17-year-old girl. And she's just, she realizes what's happening. Is like, I need to call my mom. I want to call my mom. I want to call mom. They're saying, no, you can't call your mom. You can't call your mom. You can't call your mom. First of all, that's literally taking a hostage. That is so illegal on so many levels. Unethical, immoral, everything. And... I just look I just look at these adults and I say how much of a coward do you have to be as an adult human being running a school or or taking part in like you are you are a professional in the job like I'm a young adult these people are probably in their 30s or 40s I mean you might have some late 20s but fully functioning adults probably a lot of them have kids like have been successful in their own rights and they are sitting here they think this is okay that just shows you the fear, it's purely fear-driven. It's totally irrational. And people are willing to cross all sorts of ethical and moral boundaries in the name of not being like canceled by the mob because fear of being seen or being accused of as a racist. And if I wasn't 45 minutes deep, I would go to that. But that's a whole nother episode about accu- how accusations are all you need anymore. But, but I... I'm just thinking like if that was my sister, if that was my daughter, like you want to, you, you want to see someone borderline go John Q on you. And I'm not going to hold up a school with a gun, but just the level of, um, oh man, I don't even know what to call it. 
But <laughs> that's why I just say John Q. But the level of anger, frustration, and rage that I would feel if I heard my daughter had been essentially trapped, taken hostage, and berated for hours or in at least an hour by adults and tried to co- coerce into saying, you know, admitting to being a racist and that uh, and then that this did actually happen and that she was wrong so that this story could go away. Because if that happens, guess what? She gets canceled. The school's fine. The accuser gets validated. And like we talk about rewarding bad behavior and any kind of media coverage or anything stops. But if the school comes out, but, but, but if this girl stands her ground and says, no, 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 which she did ultimately. But I don't I heard that part. And once again, more mind boggling news. I was like, this is, that is totally psychotic. I can't even imagine, like I can't even comprehend being in back in high school. Being like I need to go to the principal's office. First of all, the moment they tell me you can't bring your phone, which was sneaky, right? Which in general, you're trying to follow the rules of school. It's like, don't bring your phone. Don't bring anything. I'm always going to bring something. And if they're like, no, 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 you can't bring this. Don't come in there with it. First of all, nowadays they can't touch you like they can't physically touch you so i'm just gonna be like no and if i'm 16 or 17 i'll be like no like and they're like oh, is that your phone in your pocket i'll just say it's my wallet right and, and i'm actually gonna go to the bathroom first i'm gonna turn my phone on memo mode i'm gonna record and which this is advice to anyone out there who finds themselves in these sort of situations do not just go with the flow if something feels off and she said it was kind of weird but if something feels off like this be ready be prepared right so I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I'm just trying to think like if I was a high schooler nowadays, like that would have been probably my move. They were like, you can't bring your phone. And I'm already like, you're already in hot water. Like this situation is already gone. You have a lawyer. I'm going to say, no, uh, I'm going to bring my phone and I'm actually going to call my mom right now and say that you guys want to meet and then have her come up or I'm going to call my lawyer and, and be, have my lawyer be present. And the school ultimately, it, which is, she didn't say any of this, but basically they got her to, to the room and we're like, no, we're not going to let you do any of this. First of all, they can't block the door. They can't lock you in. Um, and it, but it's hard. It's hard. You're 16 and these are the adults over you. So I'm not sitting here faulting her for this. I'm just trying to like, honestly think about this and be like, wow, like you got to be ready and you got to be ready to be bold. And it's hard because these are just average kids, right? I'm of course fairly bold and at least partially outspoken and opinionated. So, you know, I already, I had my fair share of like where I casually kind of butted heads with my principal or whatever and whoever over stupid little things, but it's just like, golly, I can't, I can't even imagine that. And I mean, talk about her life being uprooted just totally uprooted. And uh, lastly, a, a quick one I heard about, I was watching Tim Pool's video earlier today on some news, talking about whole Steven Crowder's thing and this attempted canceling of him based on an old tweet from like five years ago. But uh, I didn't know this. The banjo player for Mumford & Sons, and I guess this was somewhat recent, he tweeted saying like, Hey, Andy knows new book on Antifa is pretty good. So more or less what he said, you could fact check me. I know it's not exactly what he said. And the mob came after him. Of course. Yeah, naturally. No. Cause then you can't, you can't criticize members of our own team. That's not okay. And he ended up apologizing, deleting the tweet and said, I'm taking some time away from the band to, you know, usual line. You can fill in the rest of that. And you look at this and I'm like, how, I wonder what would happen if you would have been like, it's just a tweet. 
and moved on with his life. Would the band have broken up? Because he did, I don't know if there were other members of the band or not, which you could maybe see, but I don't know. I, I just see it as kind of pointless because you still get in, like you still get in trouble. You still get canceled. You're and and, and apologizing only gives them more power over you because you, you ultimately have been to their will, especially when you've done nothing wrong. Like a tweet like that, you've done literally nothing wrong or something totally fabricated like Jane Doe and people are going along with the, they have to know it's a fabrication. They're going along with it. Like what things have just spiraled out of control. And so that's, that would be my encouragement to you is that a, don't be afraid to speak up, even though it is scary. And I find myself being afraid to speak up and say certain things like, uh, I don't know if you heard the story about the new term super straight, because apparently if you're straight, if you identify straight, but yet you don't like trans women, like you don't, that's not a part of like, I'm not attracted to trans women. I'm not going to date a trans woman. And this would be me. I'm a, I'm a straight Scandinavian male. And yes, I quit using the term white for myself because, um, I'm done. I'm Scandinavian American. Come at me. And, and I don't like trans women. I apparently am not straight because, and the, the, the line of thinking is trans women are women. So you were saying, Hey, I don't like these women specifically, which it ultimately, ultimately it just, it's like, no, that doesn't work because it's a taste thing. It's like, Hey, um, you know, I, I think we've, we've all known people. It's like, ah, I only date black girls. And it's like, that's just what I'm attracted to. I'm not attracted to white women or I'm not attracted to Latino women. And I guess now that's technically bigoted, but it's, it's not like I don't have anything against them. I'm attracted to It's no different than being like, Hey, I like girls with blonde hair and, blue eyes or if you're a guy and you've been in guy circles it's always a question of are you a boobs or butt guy right and um or both you know or, or do you like tall girls do you like short girls do you like petite girls do you like curvy girls like what do you like right and now i think the trans woman is a little bit more unique because it's like you used to be a dude you well, you used to in physically sh- outwardly show as a dude and identify as a dude you are a dude actually biologically you are a man and which that apparently is a cancelable offense now because even though that's scientific in every single way, I can go look at you can't change your chromosomes, homie. Uh, but apparently that makes you are not truly straight. So naturally, what happens when you don't no longer have an identifying term? So if I if I am not straight because I do not like trans women, and that is that is a fact, I do not, or I, I should say this, I'm not attracted to trans women. So I am uh I, I am not straight. Well, what does that make me then? We have to figure out a term. So someone got creative and came up with super straight to mean, okay, so if you only like biological women, you are super straight. And if you're, if you're straight though, that means you're also open to trans women. So you're super straight. And this apparently pissed a lot of people off. I thought it was hilarious. Still think it is. And actually think it, is coherent as far as, you know, the people bringing the logic to the table, it, it fits the bill, right? Like, okay, if I'm not straight, I need my own term. And you're all about all these new terms. Like, you know, there's the pan, there's pansexuals. It's, you know, not just, it used to be just bisexual. Now it's pansexual because of gender identity and things like that. Well, there technically is still a bisexual. And like, there's a bazillion terms for how you identify sexually. And, and so it's like, hey, I need my own. So super straight is what we're going with. And I I love it. They even made a, 
and this is of course is trolling. They made a flag, which is a vertical. It's vertically split. It's half orange, half black, and it's the super straight flag. I I know I almost put it in my in my profile, you know, because people will be like, oh, you know, bisexual, or they'll put their pronouns or their gender identity, and I I almost put super straight. <laughs> like, uh, this is what I was talking about earlier. Kind of one of the things I was alluding to is like, do I put it on there? Do I not? Do I? I don't know, but. I'd love to know all your thoughts. I can't believe that was an hour that flew by in no time. Felt good though. Uh, what are your thoughts on cancel culture and how you should approach it? You know, I'm of course of the mindset if you say something stupid or you do something, you know, actually legitimately wrong, that you own up to it, right? As far as apologizing to, you know, the mob, quote unquote, you got to be careful about it, right? You can say, hey, I said this thing; it was stupid. I was wrong. That is not who I am. On to the next one. And, and you know what? A lot of times you still get canceled. And so it, 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 now if it's a situation where you didn't do anything wrong and you're like, I didn't do anything wrong and they can still try and cancel you. But if you're, if you have reasonable people around you, guess what? A lot of times they just kind of move on. Right. So now a lot of times, uh, they, they, they'll, they'll try for a second to really come at you. But, uh, you know, where do you think, do you think it's, becoming more and more of a problem. I see it as more and more of an imminent threat because I don't know. I find myself having thoughts of like, I'm afraid to say certain things now or, or hesitant to say certain things or speak a certain way. And it's like, no, 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 we need to be open, be able to speak freely and be okay. Like that's, that's the point, right? Like the banjo player should be able to say, I like Andy knows book. And people are like, Whoa, uh, we disagree with that vehemently, but that's your right to be able to like it and say, I like it, right? Like you can think I'm an idiot. You can look at me and say, I think you're an idiot. It's not very nice. I may not like it. I may not like you after this, but guess what? You get to say it. You didn't, I guess you did. You can offend me in that way, but in no way, shape or form does it actually, um, you know, I think you should apologize for it unless it, unless it has good grounds, right? If I do something immensely stupid and you're like, bro, that was dumb. That was idiotic. Then absolutely. You're within your rights. And I, I just see a lot of cancellation. So like here we had the examples of Gina Carano technically did nothing wrong. She just went against a narrative. Country star. We're not going to touch on that one. Uh, Chris Harrison and even one further, Rachel, the contestant, both literally did absolutely nothing wrong. And uh, ultimately are both facing cancellation. Jane Doe at high school f- faces a fabrication and they're trying to p- force the fabrication, like literally turn a lie into reality. And then the banjo guy just stating his opinion. And guess what? People got upset about it. That's the problem, right? Is people get upset that you believe, hold a certain belief or think a certain way. And so they think like that's not okay. Like it does damage to them. Me thinking a certain way can do legitimate harm to you apparently. Like just by literally thinking it. Just by thinking it can do harm to you and so therefore you have you have a right to shut me down force me to apologize to that i say no that is not the point of freedom it is freedom of speech as dave chappelle says you know the first amendment is first for a reason and uh if it fail (laughs) the second amendment is there just in case the first fails (laughs) and uh i think i love that's so insightful dave chappelle is one of the goats even if i don't agree with absolutely everything he says but he's a comedian and he's so funny but i'm gonna cap it there just under an hour hope you guys enjoyed the show today uh thanks so much for tuning in as always make sure to like share blah 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 all that all that stupid stuff you know it actually helps the show and remember i want this to be a conversation so 
Email in uh, the rambling viking at gmail.com or text in 580-789-9258. Feel free to send me your thoughts on this, anything we talked about today, or just anything in general, episode ideas, what have you. So thanks so much, everybody. Have a good one.